equip you. Let our motto be, Don't Tread on Me. LibertyRadioLive.com Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. For the last half hour, we were talking on our blog talk uh, website and uh, radio broadcast, and you can. we will be uh, uh, letting the local people on our living network at hisholychurch.org uh, see a copy of that show, but that's kind of a warm-up to this show. It's uh, uh, You can find it at hisholychurch.org under media. You can find links to our blog talk show, and uh, as well as keysofthekingdom.info has many of the past shows uh, that we've done, so that you can listen for hours and hours and waste your entire day <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> but... Uh, the uh, fact is what we're doing is not just entertaining you. We're looking for ways in which to actually preach the gospel of the kingdom and to bring it to you in real ways because the gospel of the kingdom is your salvation. It is the solution for all times. It that Whether you were born in ancient Rome or in modern uh Libya or Australia or China or under uh, other political regimes such as the United States, if you are having problems in the world today, the solution is found in the gospel of the kingdom. And I say gospel of the kingdom because that's what it was called. It wasn't just the gospel. It was the gospel of the kingdom. And we were told to preach that the kingdom of God is at hand within your reach, a now thing, and as uh, that now thing, it uh, is a part of what uh, your solution is for today. Now we've got a call in. I don't recognize who that is. Who is that? Who do we got? This is is Larry. Uh, Larry Moore? Yes. Okay. I've got a big question for you. Great. Great to hear your voice. I'm I'm having one dickens of a time getting on your blog talk radio program. I started it 20 minutes after. I never got in until 10 minutes till. Yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, our technical uh, guy. Is there something that you're supposed to do to get into it? Uh... I really don't know exactly. I never listened to myself on the blog talk, so I've never ever logged in to do that. But uh, 
I thought I might pick up Paul before I got you, but I thought maybe he may know. So, well, Paul, Paul is on right now. I don't know what the solution is to that. Um, we probably ought to have uh, some sort of uh, find out what the problem is because we've had that complaint from several other people. We did record it. We will let people hear that. But, of course, it's kind of frustrating if you're using it as a warm-up to this show and then you can't get in to hear it. And I don't know what the problem is. Uh, it it may be a little bit temperamental, but I know we did record it and we will make that available. Uh there are some things that I mentioned on that show that I won't mention on this show, <laughs> so they will eventually be connected. We will put that out right away uh, so that uh, people will know that they, they need to come to Liberty Radio Live to hear the follow-up on that show, but we will cover some of those same topics again. I really don't know what the solution is on that, uh, but we, we need to let the people on the network uh resolve or find out what that solution is. Uh, I apologize for taking part of this program, but uh, now that you have two hours, I didn't feel quite as bad. But anyhow, (laughs) it it has been very frustrating to me. I said, well, I'm going to start early today, and I know I'll get in, but I never did. Oh, I I don't know why. We do have some people that have a hard time getting into that. Uh, other people get on real easy, but we'll we'll see if we can't resolve that this week sometime. Okay, thank you. Okay, Thanks, great Larry. to hear your voice, Larry. Bye bye. Hey. Yeah, Larry's uh, down in the Carolina area. He hosted us on uh, the uh, uh, whirlwind tour. Uh, he and his lovely wife. Uh, they live back there in the woods a little bit. Uh, anyway, we. Uh, uh, met a lot of people in that area and we really need to make uh, all these shows and recordings available to everybody who are actually trying <laughs> to hear us <laughs> so I don't know what that is we'll, we'll work on that as a project this week to find out what's the problem with that getting in to hear that right away and see if we can alleviate that um, but one of the things we talked about is all the gurus that come about and uh, the major theme of today's show uh, is uh, making that living network uh, something that gives life. And we actually have some really good news that during the Iran, uh, Irene <laughs> hurricane that came ashore, and I guess there's a couple more out there that are uh, heating up or warming up, uh, there was a lot of people in the network reporting that other people not only checked on them but actually came to their assistance. Uh, several of the people in the network, uh, and I don't know all the people who came to whose assistance, so I can't name names and everything, but people showed up with generators and uh, and campers for people that were flooding and uh, and uh, laborers, just sleeves rolled up to help people who had... Uh, parts of their house is flooding. Other people were uh, high enough ground that they didn't have any terrible difficulty, even though they were out of power and everything. They were fairly well prepared. I remember back when there were some snowstorms in the Midwest, and everybody in the network was checking on everybody, but everybody was faring real well because everybody in the network was well prepared. And they were kind of disappointed because they couldn't find anybody who needed help. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
We had the same thing when the tornado affected Terry's house uh, down in the, the Midwest. Uh, actually, didn't affect it. I guess it destroyed it entirely. And uh, he was giving us an update, and people were immediately jumping out saying, oh, how can we help? How uh, Does he need anything? And he had to write back and say, no, I don't need anything. I'm just giving you an update. He wanted their prayers because he had been dealing with an insurance company who wasn't coming through uh, for them. But uh, And I think that the major point of his prayer is that he wanted to remain patient and <laughs> loving and, and in uh, Christ's grace. Uh, and uh, everything evidently is starting to work out for them. Uh, they actually had a tremendous amount of outpouring of support from uh, their local community, which is a part of the extended network. The, the whole network is not everybody who has picked a PCM on the living network. It's not everybody who has formed a congregation of record. But it's that extended network out there. They, and, where, and we see that even with Christ is that he had his followers who were following him and coming out of the world uh, and the uh, Corbin of the Pharisees. But they still had people, even in the Sanhedrin, who were looking at what Christ was doing and saying, Hey, you know, I like what this guy says. I, I'm, I'm still a part of this Corbin and this uh, system of Social Security. I'm still a member under oath in the Sanhedrin, which was their Congress. But I'm listening to Jesus, you know. And Jesus pointed out to one of them that he was not far from the kingdom. We have many people, Roman centurions, men of faith. Uh, more faith than anybody else that he had come across. And Christ could look a lot deeper into his soul than just those few words that we read in the gospel. Uh, to know that it was real faith in this man. So we have to realize that there's the formal network and the recorded network, but there's the extended network of all those other people who are our friends, who are men of honor and women of honor and women of service and men of service, who will come to our aid and we should be ready to come to their aid. Someone was asking the question, I won't mention names again, uh, I actually called in to... Uh, uh, one of our talk shows was one of the congregations of record, but I made it there after it was over. <laughs> and there was somebody else who had gotten the time mixed up, and they were sitting there. Now, why I called in, I don't normally call in, but for some reason I just felt I was really rushed, and I called in. And there I found one lone sheep <laughs> sitting there on that call because they had gotten uh, the time zones mixed up, and they would called in an hour late. And there we had a great conversation. Anyway, they presented a few questions to me about being a PCM, personal contact minister, on this network that we've created through the email and Internet, which is, is a start. It's a small step, a baby step towards the kingdom. And they were asking about asking personal questions of those people who elect them and being you know, reticent about giving too much personal information. The purpose of creating these contact ministers and people who choose them is to start to create that trust where you don't mind sharing information with a lone individual. It's not like you join a email group and you start putting everything out there like you're on Facebook. It's about connecting with other people. Now, because we're so spread out, a lot of times we use Internet and phones, 
in order to contact people. But the idea and the purpose is to eventually find more and more people in local areas and bring them together so that they can actually help one another during emergencies, uh, whether they're personal or uh, bigger disasters like hurricanes or tornadoes or or earthquakes or any of these other things or economic collapse, etc. Uh, we want to create these intimate congregations where you get to know people, know who you can trust, but we are not congregationalists. We are kingdom seekers, not congregation seekers. Now, you need to seek that congregation. You need to order your own household and your family. But you also need to come together in congregations. But those congregations need to come together in a network of congregations. And that's kingdom. What is the binding agent? The binding agent of the kingdom is love for one another. How will they know us? By our love for one another. And that love is not just a touchy-feely emotional love. It's an actual practical love where you help one another. On the earlier show on Blog Talk, uh, we had a, a call in, uh, Martha in Mississippi, who actually has been in the Carolina areas, uh, taking care of, uh, Jeffrey's, uh, uh, place down there while he's out here in California. And, uh, anyway, uh, she, she was asking about the fact that I mentioned there are a couple of words in the Bible that are, can be translated oath or vow. And one of them actually means prayer rather than oath in the sense of contract or binding legal agreement. And that is the vow that we should all be taking is this prayer. And and I correlated it with this concept of a republic. A pure republic is not an indirect democracy. A pure republic is not a constitutional republic limiting the power of government. Because in a pure republic, the government is the people and the leaders are titular. They have no power. They can't make laws. They're not lawmakers. The law is already made. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not um, uh, murder or injure your neighbor. Uh, the, that, that law is already made. Now... The enforcement of that law is in the hands of every individual because every individual is a policymaker, a policeman in the kingdom. And we touched on that in Blog Talk, dealing with a particular guru that's going around and uh, uh, offering uh, Israel nation to everybody and telling people that they need to take an oath to the state of Israel. He spells it a little different. It's and he's creating supposedly a body politic and we gave an example of the fact that I have a long history with this guy it goes back a dozen years and uh, he has lied and collected money based on lies and collected lots of money based on lies <laughs> and I've confronted him with it and his only comment before he blocked my emails was that who made you a policeman? Well, God made me a policeman. God made you a policeman. If you're seeking righteousness, you're seeking righteousness not just for yourself, but for others. Uh, there used to be a thing called hue and cry where we came out and defended 
our neighbor. We sought robbers who stole from our neighbor. Uh, now we don't do that anymore because we've become this socialist state. I had somebody who's actually close to me uh, who stated the other day, they were actually out in our garden, and uh, they stated uh, uh, that communism would be a good government. It just depends on the leaders you elect. Well, actually, no. Communism is not a good government. And uh, you will not elect good leaders. You will elect bad leaders because you're in a socialist system. And socialism breeds stupidity. It breeds apathy. It breeds uh, lack of personal responsibility. And uh, you will have all kinds of idiots electing more idiots because they're not... Uh, participating in the kingdom of God, which is about personal responsibility. Not just for yourself, but for your neighbor. In order to be responsible for your neighbor and to be that hewing cry, to come out in the streets and help your neighbor when he needs help, you need to know who he is. You need to network. And this is why Abraham created a network and through these altars that he was setting up, these living altars that Abraham was setting up, not piles of stone, but living altars, uh, Moses created a network through the congregations of ten that were bound together by faith, hope, and charity through free will offerings. That takes time to build a relationship to create a real nation. And this is why I referred to the individual uh, who was offering this other system who said himself he was offering you the ten-cent solution. You need the whole enchilada, the real solution, which is Christ and the kingdom of God which he preached, which means to come together and start taking care of the responsibilities of government from police to welfare through faith, hope, and charity by networking to developing the relationships to find out who you can trust. I sent out a kingdom newsletter today, uh, or not today, this week, on who do you trust. And it gave you several links about trusts, sham trusts. And this is what um, the, the individual who was creating this Israel thing, uh, ten years ago he was out uh, with another project. Uh, I should say it's about 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, uh, he was out collecting money back then, <coughs> offering uh, lots of truth. He offers lots of truth. The devil offers lots of truth. But in it is mixed lies. And if I'm telling you a lie, tell me about it. Show me. Uh, let me know. But... Uh, I'm not afraid. I want you to police me. That's another thing. You need to police every minister you pick. People think, well, you pick a minister. We don't need uh, ministers anymore. They got all these different ideas. You're in a pure republic where you're picking titular leaders in name only, and you're picking them because they're the best uh, example of a servant so that you end up having the highest servant of servants of servants in your network. Uh, these leaders need to be policed. You don't give them power except over what you give them. 
And then you watch them to make sure that what you give them was properly used and well used. And if that was well used and you, you still trust them, then you can give them some more so that they go out and do the job of government because they are public servants. As soon as you start taking oaths or affirmations or, or making applications under penalty of perjury, your public servants will be public servants in name only. They will be authoritarian rulers making laws for you. You see, there's this switch that takes place because you're not acting as the responsible agent of government. In a pure republic, you're the government and public servants are public servants. Now, which is better? In the kingdom of God, which is better? To sit at the table and eat, to be waited on or served, or to serve? Well, Christ said it was to serve. Well, you're policing your ministers. You're calling him out uh, on mistakes that he makes, uh, the shortcomings, uh, failures that he may uh, manifest, as humans will do. Uh, you call him out, rebuke him. He will love you for it if he is a truly a good servant of Christ. And that is very important that we do that, that you exercise and maintain that responsibility of government within each congregation as each individual. And when you do that, uh, you will be on your road to freedom. When you go and purchase a 10 cent solution, which will probably cost you more than 10 cents, uh, where you fill out some papers and suddenly you're supposedly free, and you take some oaths and supposedly you're free, you know, what did Jesus say? This guy is saying, take oaths to the state, you know, to this free state, uh, to his Israel nation, I guess. But Jesus said, anything more than yes for yes and no for no cometh of evil. Uh, you do not want 14th Amendment citizenship. You do not want your rights under the Constitution. You want your rights under God. And there's a long road back to that. And you don't have much time to travel that road, so you better start now. And when you start doing that, not only for yourself but for others you will start to obtain fruits that you cannot obtain any other way. Blessings that you cannot obtain any other way. So I don't know if there's questions in the chat room. I had a bunch of questions that I uh, wanted to go over. i got to pull up my uh, cheat sheet here on uh, topics and notes. Uh, if you go read uh, Covenants of the Gods, Citizen versus Citizen, we cover all the things that that individual was bringing up in his uh, recording 19. Uh, the, I'm not mentioning who he was on this. You'd have to get the copy of the blog talk in order to hear who it was. Uh, his references to the birth certificate, we covered that in Call No Man Father, uh, as well as in uh, articles we have up on baptism. You can go to hisholychurch.org and just look up the word birth certificate up there in the search engine on the right-hand side. Uh, you just click on the little guy peering out with his hand to his forehead and uh, a search engine will show up and you can search the entire uh, web 
uh, site at sisholychurch.org and find lots of articles. And some of those will have uh, recordings. You can go to the outline page, and it will have information on that. You you want to be bound by this faith, hope, and charity. In order to be bound by that, you have to start practicing charity, helping one another, helping us through the network, finding others who want to live by those precepts upon precepts we see from Abraham to Moses to Jesus Christ. Uh, you have to uh, start gathering together in that network. I think it was great, the guys who brought up this individual... And uh, his approach uh, to this Israel nation thing, because through the network we can expose the error of his ways, so that we don't have hundreds of people dragged off and waste huge amounts of time. This is being there for one another. This is great. Thank you for those emails. Thank you for uh, showing me where this guy is at now. We'll talk more about this when we return to Keys. Fight the fight. We are here to equip you because you love the truth. LibertyRadioLive.com The program you are listening to is 100% sponsored by you, the listener, on this First Amendment Rights Media channel. You will notice that there are few commercials on this radio network. There's a good reason for that. Corporate advertising dollars come with strings that limit program content. So without your help, these programs cannot continue on Internet or our several affiliates. If you benefit by the educational law programs, we ask you to give. If you are admonished or nurtured by the Bible and ministry programs, we ask you to give. If some voice a cause that you are passionate about, we ask you to give. If you believe in any of these, we ask you to support them as you would a missionary on a continual basis, as if giving a tithe for Missionary Radio. These programs are not commercially viable and must be supported by those faithful to the cause of truth. Look for the button to sponsor your favorite programs at our Listen and Schedule pages on the Internet. Then, when you subscribe, we will send you the last quarterly MP3 CD of that program immediately and continue to do so with each new quarter. We will also give you unlimited archive access to all of our programs. We're asking you to give much less than a tithe so that you may also send support directly to a particular program host cause and anywhere else the spirit may lead you do all to the glory of our god and creator for his holy nation the only kingdom that will last forever thank you for listening Government takeover of the church 
This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD, Government Takeover of the Church. Who will tell them if not you? Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me. Welcome back to Keys to the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're talking about the Kingdom of God. Uh, those of you listening live on LibertyRadioLive.com uh, uh, can go into the chat room. We have somebody monitoring the chat room. If you have questions, uh, you can just put it in there. Uh, Paul's on with me now. He's very silently, quietly watching these things, so I won't distract him by making him talk. But... Uh, you can uh, uh, ask a question there in the chat room, and we'll try to address it. Uh, maybe even we'll answer it. Uh, as you know, we also have a phone number where you can call in to uh, the, the, our, uh, I don't know exactly how it goes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the number was 414-395-2442. Two. That's four one four three nine five two. Dial HHC. So we can bring you on that way if you have a question. Uh, we may be having a guest uh, in a week or two, uh, uh, and uh, I, I, well, I won't mention his name, uh, but we'll be telling you on the Kingdom News list. Uh, in advance and also on the Living Network which you can join at hisholychurch.org and uh, uh, somebody's inviting me now to be on another radio broadcast somewhere else in two weeks and maybe we'll get them to uh, I was trying to read through the email but I couldn't get (laughs) get to all of it before the break was over Uh, I'm multitasking Uh, we're actually our studio if some of you are interested, is actually the back seat of a van. Uh, there is no DSL out where I live, so I have to drive into what uh, pretends to be a town. It's not actually an incorporated town. It's just like a bump in the road. And they actually have DSL down here, and they let me use the DSL for free. But uh, it's a really pretty chilly morning. We had 28 degrees the other day in the morning. Actually, it may have been, you know, there was frost on the car after I moved it uh, quite a few miles. Um, and so it's pretty chilly in here. Uh, I'm going to have to start bringing more blankets or something to cover up. While 28 I'm in degrees? My... <laughs> yeah, it's not 28 in the car. I ran the... the uh, heater a little bit before we got here but sounds like a good opportunity to mention camping out at the retreat yeah we're <laughs> we got a retreat coming up here we got another one in the midwest uh, uh which you can find out about on the living network or on our website it's only uh, we should set up uh 
a way I can link to a single page that would have all other retreats and meetings on, and we will set that. That page could be set up on our wiki site, which allows our contact ministers to do all that uh, fairly easy, which is preparingyou.com. And uh, uh, that way, if you can't make it out to Oregon, which is the last weekend of September, and we go all the way into the first weekend of October, and we'll probably have that pretty regular uh, for our dates and not follow the Hebraic calendar, uh, whether you're using the solar one or the lunar one or the uh, change the month every day, uh, change the Sabbath every day one. <laughs> There's so many of them out there. We're having it based on the fact that if you wait later in October, it gets even colder. And also, duck hunting season starts, and you can't get any accommodations anywhere in the community when duck hunting season starts, because this is a big duck hunting area. So, if you're interested in coming to Oregon, uh, to the high deserts here for our retreat, uh, let us know. We have some property now that, uh, we have control of, uh, there's an RV park right next, uh, door to us. And so there's lots of ways in which we can do this. We can accommodate thousands of people at a retreat if they come in the spirit of the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, but it's still going to require us to put a little bit more effort into this. And uh, those of you who want to work with us in building that retreat ground, uh, that would be great. Uh, we actually have other opportunities coming up, but we won't bore you with all that now. But it's going to take... Lots of people working together. And the spirit of this message is exactly that, networking and caring about one another. We're not soliciting funds all the time, although we certainly could use it. I could actually do this radio program inside the building, but uh, uh, they're allowing us to do it from our van for free, and free is within our budget. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, although it's not free to even do that because I have to be out here uh, and get here early enough in the morning to make this happen. Um, some of the other news items that came up this week was uh, Chuck Harden has come out and started talking about the possibility of CMEs knocking out the power grid. Uh, we've mentioned that several times. I've actually been telling people about that for over 20 years. Uh, we... We understand exactly how that works. Uh, and uh, it isn't a matter of can we predict CMEs. They happen. Uh, they've happened uh, in uh, 18, was it 1895, uh, major CME, that uh, if it happened today, it would knock out major portions of the power grid as well as a great deal of our solid our our solid-state communication systems, uh, as well as satellites for navigational systems. Uh, all those could be terribly affected by CMEs that have been witnessed and observed. And the reality is there were huge amounts of CMEs at the time of Jesus Christ, too. We've reported about that, that if they happened today, would knock out this technological wonder that we have produced. And uh, people are ill-prepared for that. If you're seeking the kingdom, you will be more and more prepared every day. So we don't want you to be operating out of this uh, concept of fear and anxiety. We want you to be operating out of the concept of love for one another. 
And that means to network together, to be there for each other, as we saw with this Hurricane Irene. You know, last year, uh, well, let's put it this way. The normal amount of hurricanes that hit shoreline every year coming out of the Atlantic is about six. Last year, there were 12. Uh, this is because of the events on the sun. So CMEs don't just knock out power grids. They affect the weather. And that's well known for centuries that during these solar maxes that take place every 11 years uh, and every 22 years uh, particularly because the every 22 years the pole is reversed north-south. Every 11 year it reverses, but every 22 years it's in a particular way where the earth gets hit more often by CMEs and this happens to be that period. It pumps up the weather. I've seen it and recorded it. It also affects uh, the uh, geology of the earth. In other words, it affects earthquakes and volcanoes because of the energy coming in. Uh, so all these things are, are reality. The way to prepare... Yeah, you can create Faraday boxes, and, and the government should have been doing that for years. The power companies should have been doing that for years. They haven't been, and now they're coming out. They should be shutting down every single nuclear power plant because you could have a total blackout. And this has one of the, been the great fears they've mentioned in nuclear power plants, that if you have a total blackout, uh, you can be absolutely... Uh, Annihilated on the East Coast by the number of power plants, nuclear power plants that could go down and begin to do what we see happening in Japan. That's, Japan is a great warning. Japanese uh, uh, radiation, including uh, cesium and, and other particles, are falling in America and in Canada, which is part of America, uh, on a daily basis. And it is contaminating soil. And it is contaminating crops. And they are becoming less and less healthy for you. And there will be more uh, cancers caused by certain types of radiation that is coming from those plants that were devastated by earthquake. And earthquake didn't do so much as the flood did. Uh, but the total blackout that took place because of earthquake and flood uh, didn't allow them to uh, maintain the viability of those uh, nuclear power plants. Germany is starting to shut down all theirs, and it would probably be wise if America started shutting down theirs uh, because of the dangers of contamination that just doesn't go away. Now, the good news is, is there are algaes and fungi and other microorganisms that will begin to neutralize that radiation almost immediately. There is natural immunities. There is a spiritual protection that can come to you physically when you physically begin to operate in the spirit, live in the spirit, which is to love your neighbor as yourself and to love your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul. When you really start doing that and become doers of the word and forming that network that has always been the kingdom, you will receive spiritual coverings that will protect you from these poisons. But it will also conduct your actions. 
There are ways that you can decontaminate soil. There are ways in which you can grow crops in greenhouses and uh, be watered not by rainfall but by other means. You know, only about 3% of the agricultural land in America is used to produce the fruits and vegetables we consume. Uh, There are already reports of people plowing up their backyards and learning to garden the knowledge is is uh, could be a great benefit in itself. The practice is great lessons for your children and your children's children. Something that we've lost is the art of gardening. And uh, the produce can be far healthier for you than anything you're buying in the stores. And it can actually supplement your diet when there are food shortages, which there all will be in the future. Right now, there's quite a food shortage because the food you buy in the grocery store is not that good. Networking can help you develop the knowledge that you need. Our Seed Savers uh, uh, network uh, can be very valuable to you in obtaining seed when you can't buy it from burpees and and, uh, all the other seed providers that are out there. Getting good seed that are not hybrid, good seed that uh, is uh, not genetically modified will be very important in the future. All that depends on networking. And that was the theme of our last show on Blog Talk uh, earlier this morning. And that's really what we're talking about now is networking for life. Coming together in a body, learning to trust one another, and learning to who's honorable and who's not. Learning to do these things that are going to be so necessary. Policing yourself. Providing for yourself. I heard on the way here, I heard Ron Paul uh, talking about uh, uh, let's see, I think we got a caller coming in here. Anyway, real quick before we go to the caller, uh, Ron Paul was talking about doing away with FEMA. And, of course, those of you who saw us on the whirlwind tour saw me wearing my FEMA hat because I have a FEMA hat. But our FEMA stands for Faith Emergency Ministry Auxiliary. In order for that to become effective, we have to network. We have to network as a community, as congregations, and as a kingdom. And that means to form that same principal network of you not only picking a contact minister, but that contact minister picking another contact minister and building the bonds of that society by being there for one another. So we have a caller. Caller, who am I talking to? Brogan, Mountain Grove. Okay. Uh, yeah, I stayed at your place, right? You did. How are you, Gregory? Yeah, fine. Is your door still working? <laughs> My door is amazingly working, thanks to you. I thank Joshua for sending you. Okay, well, it was a pleasure to help you out. So what's your question? Well, I just also wanted to, um, a couple of things. I wanted to also uh, echo the words of uh, the gentleman that called him before. I have a very hard time getting into top shoes. So if we could do something to modify that somehow, that would be wonderful. Okay, we'll have to get our technical experts working on that blog talk to find out why some people are having a hard time, and and that will be our project for this week. So what's your other question? 
Hold on. Is that talk show or blog talk? Sorry. Well, was it talk show or blog talk this morning? Talk show. Okay. Now, talk show. Mm -hmm. uh, Talk show is a conference that um, that the only one that we've had recently on that. I think uh, I don't know. uh, Lowe's Hill, his church at Lowe's Hill has one. Is that the one you were talking about? or was there another well, Saturday or Saturdays, yes, Saturdays. It's very tough for me to get on there. Okay. Is that blog talk? That's talk. Well <laughs> there, well there's a blog talk in the morning before this show. Uh there's yes. a talk show that comes there's several of them. Uh, uh that has the archives on it, right? Right. They, they both have archives. But anyway, we'll we'll look into both of those and see if okay. uh, we're having trouble and see if there's some sort of solution. But like I, I usually call into the talk shows that come and I don't usually have trouble. But blog talk, I've heard people having trouble. But we'll we'll look into that. So what is your okay. other question? Well, also I wanted to let you know that last week when you were on, uh, you were talking to someone about uh, her. It was one woman, and she was talking about a Wiccan. She a had Wiccan? a Wiccan, uh, a witch in her neighborhood. Oh, okay. I, and uh, I, I kept trying to get on the phone, and you kept, you kept saying to me, "Well, I hear some other out uh, sourcing of noise or something." But I was trying to get you on my cell phone, but somehow it just wasn't. It wasn't working then either, so I don't know if it's something with my phone or what it was. But right. So, I, what, what's your question concerning that? I can't even remember that particular conversation. <laughs> was there? Yeah, I just, I just think there's some technicalities that, if they would be worked out, that would be great. It was more of a okay. comment than a question. Okay. Oh, okay. That was that private call when I called into a talk show and she was on there alone. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Every, okay. Yes. And I kept trying to join your conversation, but we were out and about, and my phone was not allowing me to do that without a right. deal of interference. Okay. Yeah, that was on a talk show that was uh, sponsored by Lowe's Hill. And we both showed up an hour late, but we had a good conversation. And I did remember somebody trying, but we did, we couldn't get you. And that may be your phone. Right. I don't know. Right. So anyway, uh, was there any other questions that you had for this radio show? Well, um, no, I did want to comment on the um, on the email though uh, that Tim sent out yesterday about the um, CMEs. That was a very, very good show that they had on, and I do understand his um, outlook about trusting people. And at one point in time, many, many emails ago, Scott did answer that question very prolifically about trust. So it is on an email conversation somewhere. Right. Yeah, we sent out in the Kingdom News list uh, at least three web pages that we've had up for some time that we've cleaned them up a little bit on trust so that people understand that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go and I'll talk a little bit about trust. That would be a good topic to lead into. Great to hear your voice again. Very good. Thank you. You have a very blessed Shabbat. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
the we've talked about the networking for life and one of the aspects of Abraham's system of networking was these altars and those altars were literally sacred purpose trusts they were living altars they weren't just piles of stone once you understand the Hebrew language we we go into it a little bit in the book thy kingdom comes and show you what they're really talking about this was common knowledge at the time of Jesus Christ uh, by religious groups that were uh, far more popular than the Pharisees and were probably uh, where the majority of the early Christians came from they understood uh, what Abraham was doing had a completely different take on the Old Testament than the Pharisees had and uh, they had this take based on reading the same uh, Pentateuch and, and, and Torah and Tanakh that we see the Pharisees reading. Uh, and so therefore, why was there such a tremendous misconception? And it has to do with the nature of the Hebrew language. And we reveal a glimpse of that in the book, Thy Kingdom Come. So anyway, back to this idea of trust. What the sacred purpose trust was is that you gave an offering to take care of particular needs of society because those altars were the FEMA of their day, the Faith Emergency Ministry Auxiliary of their day. It was to help out the needy in pure religion, the needy of their society through faith, hope, and charity, and at the same time strengthen the poor, not make them weak as socialist systems do. And it required everybody to participate, but it also required, in order to work, it required it. It wasn't required by a king or a top-down authority. It required it by the necessity of life in the world where bad things happen. So what they did was they gave up something entirely. And... This is an irrevocable trust. They gave it up to these living altars to take care of the needy of their society. And the best ministers at doing this were given the most to do what they needed to do. The ones they trusted the most were the public servants of those communities. This took a while to get across to the people, but by the time this five-king army was coming through conquering one walled city-state after another, this network that Abraham created was able to muster an army overnight, both with their own network and an extended network, that defeated that army in a heartbeat. And uh, they could deal with uh, the tragedies of those days. We are going to have to deal with tragedies in our own time, whether we live in Australia or China or Romania, whether those uh, tragedies come to us by way of CMEs or uh, uh, astronomical or astrological events or uh, economic events or corruption in high places, uh, there will be bad things happen, calamities that happen. And there needs to be a network of people who care about each other in order to deal with those calamities. They talk about an aspect of those calamities called, um, well, they actually call for seven men, even eight. 
And I thought that was very interesting in the Old Testament to deal with these calamities because you know not when they will happen. Right away in Acts, we see the apostles having a problem with the daily ministration of what? Daily ministration of pure religion. Daily ministration of the welfare of the kingdom. Because all those people who got the baptism of Jesus Christ couldn't collect Social Security through the Corbin of the Pharisees anymore. They were cast out. They were separated out. They were opted out. Now they had to have their own system in place to help people who were in need. And whether you need anything now or not doesn't matter. You will need something in the future. You you most certainly may need something. I, I say you will need something if you live long enough. You will need help in the future. So you need to build that alternative uh, system of living altars that was the kingdom from Abraham to Moses to Jesus Christ and to the early church. And they go and they say, look out amongst yourselves and pick men you trust. And we shall appoint them over this matter. Because it's not right that we wait on tables. The word tables there is the exact same word for bank. Uh, We're going to talk about this concept of trusts and banks when we come back in the second half hour. And we're going to reveal some really important concepts on that subject. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. If you'd like to get a copy of this program, you may subscribe at libertyradiolive.com for only $45 a month and you'll receive an MP3 CD weekly of all the First Amendment Rights Media Group programs. As a bonus, we'll send you a password for our audio archives online. That's a $15 value. Or you can request any month of any program on one MP3 CD for a minimum donation of only $20. Or any single program on tape, MP3 CD, or CD for only $15. You can do all this online at LibertyRadioLive.com. Just follow the instructions to make a donation or subscribe. Don't do Internet? Then call 559-781-3773, 559-781-3773, and we'll be honored to help you. Thank you from all of us here at the First Amendment Rights Media Group. Fight the fight. We are here to equip you. Because you love the truth, LibertyRadioLive.com.
Welcome back to Jesus of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and again, we're talking about the Kingdom of God. This is what the apostles were preaching when they came out, and we see them in Acts almost immediately saying that there was a problem with the daily administration. The daily administration of what? Taking care of the needy of society uh, with free will offerings. Um, we, uh, we need to understand... Uh, what they were doing, how they were taking care of the needy. Well, they were doing it through free will offerings, not compelled contributions through taxes. Their tithings were their taxes. This is how they supported the needy of their society. They had realized, as it says in Proverbs and Jeremiah and over and over again in the Bible, that what should have been for your welfare can become a snare if you apply to men who may call themselves benefactors but exercise authority. This is the way in which uh, titular governments become authoritarian governments. This is the way representatives become lawmakers, is that you begin to apply to them for your benefaction instead of to Christ and His ways. And His ways involve, always involved a living network where two or more people gather together. Now, how do they gather? They gather together in tens, hundreds, and thousands. It's the most common form of government. Throughout the history of mankind, that's actually been the most common form of government. And when virtuous people do that, people who are seeking the righteousness of God, there is a physical and spiritual change that takes place in the way that they relate to one another and the way they relate to the world. So, when that early church cast out of the welfare system of the Pharisees that was making the Word of God to none effect, needed to take care of their daily administration, they came up with a theoretically new idea. It's an actually old idea. We find it in the Old Testament. If you look up uh, seven men on uh, our search engines on hisholychurch.org, you'll probably find some articles on this concept because that's what they were doing in Acts is they were picking seven men. And I always wondered, why seven men? Because I knew the church was organized in these tens, congregations of Ten families and ten congregations, the detchens and hundredchens and and uh, uh, thousandchens, thousands, tens, hundreds, and thousands. We see all throughout Europe. So why seven men? What was that? Well, then I found in the Old Testament where they talk about picking seven men for this day of calamity, and what it was was a, it was an international banking system, and I use the word banking loosely here because the word trapezia in the Greek which is translated bank in the Bible, is also translated table in the Bible. And when Jesus overthrew the tables of the money changers, he was actually overthrowing the banks of the money changers. When they were accused of robbing the temple in Ephesus, the temple in Ephesus was the world bank of its day. How were they robbing it? Had the most secure vault in all the Mediterranean. How could they be robbing the vault? They, they weren't. They were robbing it because they were taking people away from that bank. Now, how were they taking them away from investing in that bank? They were offering them an alternative that was not using a central treasury. It was using a network system to move finances around, but they still needed a modus operandi to move 
large sums around to help out the needy when there were these dearths or depressions because you had to send real aid, not just, oh, send me 10 bucks, you send me a dollar, send me $12, or whatever it is. You had to really get aid there, and you had to get it there fast. And so they needed this seven men, even eight. And Stefan was one of those seven men. What they were really doing, the closest organization you could see today, structural organization that you could see today that would match what they were doing, is a credit union. And uh, still to this day, a credit union has seven board of directors. And they can't get pay. They can't receive any money to be the board of directors of a credit union. Well, a credit union looks a lot like a bank, but it's not a bank. Uh, and I'm not necessarily, I think that his church could create a credit union. Uh, we have people that are already in the network that are, are knowledgeable in credit unions that could find us the people that we need to make that happen. It wouldn't take very many investors and we could actually, uh, fund it. Um, uh, and you would fund it as depositors. You could move your, some of you who do have debt, you could move that debt over to the credit union and, what you would have been paying in interest to a bank would now go in to fund that credit union. And the beautiful thing about a credit union is that it cannot make a profit. It's not allowed to make a profit. If it actually takes in more money than it needs to pay the bookkeeper and the teller and the light bill and all that stuff, it has to give it back to the members of that credit union, which would be his church congregations. And it can give it back in any other charitable way in which it wants and chooses to do it. So now your minister of congregations of record could manage those funds for the benefit of you individually. Or if there was a need in a particular congregation, individual uh, leaders of those congregations saw that that was a legitimate need that actually helped the poor, not weaken them, we could move funds to help them if there was a surplus. But we can't have bank presidents going to, on, uh, you know, uh, three-month sabbaticals on uh, the Riviera uh, with your money uh, because they can't make a profit. They can't even earn a wage because they are completely voluntary. You could donate to them on your own, but you would have to choose to do that because a credit union can't make a profit. Now, you bring the Spirit of Christ to that, it could become a wonderful instrument in our faith emergency ministry auxiliary. But you have to do it. You have to get together. The way you show me you're getting together is start forming those congregations of records. Get together, uh, picking a PCM on the Living Network, joining the Living Network, and becoming a part of what we're doing. Uh, we're not just starting a credit union. We're starting an alternative system and it's going to take time to build that system this is why i am not advocating that you all become state citizens understand what that means read citizen versus citizen i advise you to become a part of the church established by jesus christ a functioning part of that without incorporating yourself to anything without taking oaths of allegiance to anything other than christ himself where is your citizenship? Uh, if you read our articles on that subject, you will see that this is what the early church was doing. It had a public administration system. It had, uh, uh, quote, unquote, 
<coughs> excuse me, banking system uh, to these seven men. Why do you think Stepan was the first martyr? Follow the money. Why do you think they uh, uh, executed Christ? Follow the money. And he just, he just fired the porters of the temple, which we call money changers. The only one who could do that is the king. What were they handling? The treasury. Jesus warned you about it. God warned you about it in Deuteronomy, saying that if you decide to pick a leader who could exercise authority, a king, which is what you have now in the form of a presidency or prime ministers in some countries, if you decide to do that, you need to write down in your founding documents that he can't create a central treasury, accumulate gold and silver. You didn't write that down in the Constitution. He couldn't have a standing army. You didn't write that down in your Constitution. You actually provided a way in which he could do that. He was to do nothing to return you to the bondage of Egypt. You were to write that down. So he read that every day. You didn't do that in the Constitution. You weren't to give him treaty-making powers where he can make contracts with foreign governments for you because you've taken an oath of allegiance to him. You're not supposed to do that on a state level, and you're not to do that on a congregational level. You are to maintain the rights that God gave you and not contract them away to systems of welfare that become a snare. But you did. So now you have to turn around, you have to repent, you have to go back. We have laid out in the Free Church Report and in Thy Kingdom Come the plan that God has for a free society. You have to lay it out in your own life. You have to congregate together with other people seeking that same solution. You have to work at it. You have to donate time, energy, and even money. You don't have to give it to me. But you have to work amongst yourselves. If you guys start doing it, I will receive the support that I need because it will happen according to God's grace. I don't, I sh you shouldn't make your preachers beggars. They're servants. They're not beggars. You should be supporting them. And the way to do it is not send them uh, all the money to me, but send it to your local congregations as the needs arise and get together and talk amongst yourselves and do this. There are millions of people out there in America that will get this. But you're going to have to get the word out to millions upon millions of people because there are millions who will reject this message because they're idiots. <laughs> they're idiots and you'll understand that when the article comes out uh, are Christians idiots they are idiotes they are not participating in the kingdom of God and seeking that kingdom of God and they're interested in liberty they're interested in, in making their own choices but they're not interested in the kingdom of God because God is about choosing righteousness over sloth and that means you have to become active in your quest for the kingdom. Now, we have a few other announcements uh, I'll make uh, at the beginning of the next half hour uh, about some of the things that we're doing. But what that early church was doing when they picked those seven men was creating a system because they there is a corporate nature to the church. It's not a corporation of the state. It's a 
corporation of Christ. It's the corpus of Christ. In order to keep the corpus of Christ pure, the individuals who become the ordained ministers of Christ need to follow His directions and conform to His will. And most ministers are not doing that. They are following the will of the Department of Commerce or the IRS or, you know, the State Department doing corporation to the state. And they are part of the corpus of the state. Where is the state in the kingdom of God? Again, like I said, it's in the hands of the individual free man under God. You can't hardly find individual free men under God anymore. You find wannabe individual free men under God. But in order to get to become an individual free man under God, you have to do what Christ said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it is not righteous to neglect your neighbor. It is not righteous to not create a system of social welfare based on faith, hope, and charity, a system of social welfare that strengthens the poor. Christ was not a socialist. Christ was a socialist. Both those statements can be true if we define socialism. If you define socialism as forcing your neighbor to contribute to the welfare of society, Christ was not that kind of a socialist. If you're talking about a socialist system which allows only free will offerings, donations, contributions, tithings, taxing yourself, then Christ was a socialist. You see, when you tax yourself, it's a free will offering. When your neighbor taxes you through democracies or indirect democracies or whatever, it's coveting your neighbor's goods to the agency of government. It is a violation of the basic ten precepts of Christ and of God. If you want eternal life, keep the commandments and stop coveting your neighbor's goods. Start being diligent. You know, when it says study to show thyself approved, the word study there is not translated study anywhere else. It is translated diligent because that's what it means. Be diligent to show thyself approved. Diligent in what? Loving your neighbor as yourself. It is not diligent if you're not creating a social welfare, a faith emergency ministry auxiliary. And there are many tools that we could be putting together right now. And the way to start organizing... I cannot organize 500 people. I don't want to organize 500 people. I don't want to organize 50 people. If I talk to 10 people a week for an hour, that's 10 hours a week. I, I spend over 20 hours a week on the phone. <laughs> Some of it I do while I'm working. Uh I was I was going to call somebody up last night. Uh, he's actually listening. I know he's listening. <laughs> and uh, my plan was to push the cell phone on speakerphone while I worked on the tractor <laughs> and replace the needle that we broke. Uh, the hundred and sixteen dollar needle that we broke uh, on the on the baler. And 
But unfortunately, when I crawled underneath the baler, the phone didn't work because there was too much metal in the baler. Uh, so I had to finish the phone call, and I could only work on a few things that were up above on the top of the baler. So, but the reality is there's only so much time in a day, and the way you organized a free society is through a network. And the way you find out who you want to have as your contact minister, who will be a giver of life to your family, is to find out who really wants to be a servant. If you create, and I, you guys have heard me say this, many of you, I don't know if we have many new people, but if you create offices of power to force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare, you will get men who seek power running your government. And men who seek power will seek power over you. And they will lie to you to get power. I mean, that is that is so satanic to have power over your neighbor, to rule over your neighbor. But how do they do that? How do they get a whole nation to do that? They get you to want to rule over your neighbor, to force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. You cannot be free in any society until you set your neighbor free. And when you set your neighbor free, you better have an alternative. I always remember the story of the guy who fell off the cliff. And as he was falling, he grabbed a hold of this root that was sticking out of the side of the cliff. And he finally said a prayer. There's an old country uh, cowboy poetry uh, poem. My son can recite it, but I can't remember it. But uh, about a guy who's in a similar situation. But uh, the joke is, is that he turns around and he says, God, if you're out there, help me. Uh, and God's voice suddenly appears. You know, this is the Lord. Uh, can I, uh, you know, I can help you, you know. All you have to do is take my hand. But in order to take my hand, you have to let go of the root. And the guy looks at the root and looks at his hand holding on to the root. And he hears the voice. He doesn't see God. And God says, you have to let go of the root in order to take his hand. And the guy finally says, is there anybody else out there? Because <laughs> he didn't have enough faith to let go of one to grab a hold of the other. Well, Christ doesn't require that you let go of one to grab a hold of the other. He knows that takes more faith than you've got. You just don't have that kind of faith. Now, you may come to a point where that's the only choice you have. But right now, you don't have to let go of the world. You have to start seeking the kingdom. Now, what's going to happen in the socialist state that you guys have created for yourself is steadily they're going to decrease the benefits. Uh, inflation alone will decrease the benefits because they won't give you the cost of living increases. So you'll have less and less of your Social Security, your welfare, whatever it is you depend on. Some of you who aren't even collecting that now uh, will know that, you know, I'll probably never collect that. So what's your alternative? Your alternative is this kingdom. Start building these relationships where people with people that will share with you what they have when you really need that. It's not going to be a easy, uh, you know, simple little join this and we'll take care of everything for you system. 
you have to want to take care of your neighbor as much as you want your neighbor to take care of you and start gathering together with other people that will actually do that. They'll actually show up. They'll actually be there for you. And the way you find them is you cast your bread upon the waters. You give them a donation when they need help. You you give it to them and say, here, no strength. Did you know that? That all loans in Libya were interest-free. Did you know that Libya had no Federal Reserve system? Because they didn't believe in that interest-bearing note system. Did you know that Libya was trying to get all of the African states back on the gold standard? Which some of the African states were very much in favor because they had seen the runaway inflation that comes through these other systems where they ended up having to go to gold and silver anyway in order to buy anything because a billion of their their dollars couldn't buy a loaf of bread. And so suddenly he's a bad guy and has to be bombed by NATO in your tax dollars. And the first thing the rebels do is form a Federal Reserve system. <laughs> As in the news, they actually peeked in the news just briefly, and most people just don't even get it, and they just go on. Are you supposed to believe me, or are you supposed to believe what's in your heart? You're supposed to believe what's in your heart. Am I talking to your heart? Am I speaking to your heart? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear the message of Christ and what I'm saying? then you have to act on it yourself. You have to become the motivator of your own soul. Motivated by Christ in you. I, I'm not going to motivate you to network. You have to do it. And if you're motivated to network because you're worried about Elenin, which is going to pass by during our retreat out here in Oregon. Somebody said they didn't want to come to the Oregon retreat because uh, they didn't want to be so far from home when Elenin passed. This comment that's coming. Well, you know, personally, I think they'd probably be better off out here. <laughs> because we're better prepared than they will be. But uh, I don't want anybody coming because they want to be here when Ellen passes. Uh, I want them to come because God is leading them to come. If they want to come to the retreat or go to the one that's in the Midwest that they're putting together. Or, but... Come to the networking because you care about others. If you're coming to the network to save yourself, it's not enough. That is really not enough. You're going to have to find a better motivator because that won't sustain you. I mean, do you really want to be in a foxhole or in a bunker with 20 other guys whose primary motivation is to save themselves? Do you want to be in that kind of a lifeboat? I don't think that's a good idea. So, this is what Christ was preaching. This is what Moses was preaching. This is what Abraham was preaching. Is this alternative system based on faith, hope, and charity that will provide for you because you want to provide for others. You will be electing the best servants amongst you to be your FEMA, your Faith Emergency Ministry Auxiliary. And the way you do that with us is to join the Living Network by going to hisholychurch.org and 
drop-down menu and start becoming active. Don't just sit there and join the email group and want to get entertained. Don't just tune into these radio broadcasts because you want something to listen to. Start finding the other people and start contributing to whatever you need. We have a radio button where you can contribute. You can actually sign up. We want to go to syndication and uh, start syndicating uh, a short radio broadcast, at least a half an hour, with well-defined messages that go out on a broader network and bring them back to this radio broadcast or to whatever, but to bring them to the Living Network so that you can start finding everybody in your area. Because people aren't all on the Internet. But a lot of people, working people, hard-working, industrious people that, that uh, care about their family, actually care about community, are looking for a solution. The Tea Party people were looking for a solution. The solution, the salvation is not found in the Constitution of the United States. Read our contracts, covenants, and constitutions. The, your salvation is not found in Israel, the nation uh, that we talked about earlier. Not, I'm not talking about that one over there. I'm talking about this website one that we talked about on Blog Talk. It's not found in taking oaths or affirmations and allegiance to any corporate body. The church is corporate in the sense that it is a brotherhood, a body of Christ. The congregations are separate from the church because they have to be because you can't incorporate yourself without losing some of your rights. The congregation is the people bound by faith, hope, and charity. The church is a brotherhood of ministers who are working together to serve the congregations of the people. They are corporate in the sense that they belong to Christ. They are Christ's servants. And Christ told us to serve you, the congregation. Feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep, which is the congregations of the people. So there is a hierarchy in the church, not H-I-G-H-E-R. There is a hierarchy of servants, so that he who is the highest amongst you, greatest amongst you, is simply the best servant of servant of servants. So you could actually, if you wanted to put it in terms of H-I-G-H-E-R, it would be a lowerarchy. <laughs> because we're the ones that wash the feet. We're the ones that serve. We're the ones that are the public servants of the kingdom. But we are chosen because we want to serve you. Not eat you up. Not force you to contribute. But you have to do it. So I don't know. There is a chat room at Liberty Radio Live. So any of you that... Uh, have a question. Uh, it is being monitored uh, by my co-host Paul, and uh, who's who's quietly listening there. <laughs> I heard your breathing, Paul. Uh, did you have anything that we we should uh, address well, that you wanted to tell you? We do have a caller on. Oh, we do. I don't see him. Really? Yeah, I don't see it. It didn't show up on my deal. Caller, are you there? Uh, hear me? Yeah, I don't see him showing up on my board here. Are, are, are you talking to me, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. 
Hello. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that I was the only caller. No, uh, this is Nissan Proc, and I'm only on the phone listening uh, because for whatever reason I cannot get uh, computer uh, contact. Uh, uh, I can't get through to the broadcast or the chat room. Okay. Well, uh, Nissan, are you still at CC's? Uh, no, actually, I've uh, moved further south, uh, down toward Denver, and um, uh, at the home of of, of a family uh, that I that I knew before coming to HHC. They've been uh, very hospitable. Uh, okay. It's been kind of nice. It's been kind of nice that I haven't found a replacement vehicle because all the while that I've been here, there's been calls and emails come in, people uh, inquiring as to uh, what's going on and, um, you know, still making offers to help. Uh, uh, Roberta, right. uh, in particular, um, has just kept <laughs> kept feeding me, you know, contact names and numbers <laughs> okay. and suggestions. We're going to go to a commercial break here in a, in a few seconds, uh, but we'll be right back to Keys to the Kingdom. Nissan, can you hear me? Fight the fight. We are here to equip you because you love the truth. LibertyRadioLive.com. The Greatest Prophecy DVD from Cross the Border Productions. Embrace the little known but greatest prophecy given by the great high priest. The pre-incarnate Messiah reveals God's once secret plan for mankind. Believe it. Behold the end times in Daniel chapter 2 because the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. It is the key to prophecy future. Comprehend the seven-year great tribulation deception. Be not deceived. Understand the great prophecy delusion because if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect be forewarned America in prophecy exposed for all to see the mark of the beast no it's not a biochip a much better and more secure technology is already here and you are already using it two copies one for you and one for you to give away when you send a support donation of $25 to First Amendment Radio. Use the chip-in event on our website or send $25 cash to First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, California, 93274. Make copies and give them away. Send $25 cash for two copies of The Greatest Prophecy DVD. That's First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, T-U-L-A-R-E, California, 93274. A wise man is forewarned and prepares for the time to come. The Greatest Prophecy DVD.
If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Pass Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. 559-781-3773. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we are on the air with Nitsan Parak and Paul from Wisconsin. Uh, Nitsan, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Yes, I can. Okay. Did you have a question or a comment? Uh, no. Uh, actually, um, I, I'm, I'm on the phone because I cannot get uh, connected okay. uh, to the computer, so... Okay, so you were just listening in. Okay, well, uh, Paul knew we had a caller. For some reason, this caller is invisible on my board. We'll have to figure out what that is. We'll talk about that after the show and figure out why that is. So, anyway, uh, uh, I've kind of lost my train of thought. Paul, where where should we take things? (laughs) (laughs) I guess Nissan's in stealth mode there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know visible? if there's something wrong at First Amendment Radio, but I too um, have not seen the chat room for about thirty minutes. Um, oh, really? But I hear things going over our audio, so we just should continue the show if someone's hearing it, right? At least well, it's we've... getting recorded. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. hearing it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that a guy could call in and and just listen. Uh, it'd be great if there was some way to, because uh, that could become quite a. Now is is did uh, Nathan? Let me ask you so that we get some technical information here. Uh, did you call in on the four one four three nine five two four four two number? Yes, I did. Okay, so we're not going to have any other call-ins while that's taking place. <laughs> Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, for the sake of others, let me go ahead and jump off, and I can always listen to the recording later. Yeah, we'll have it on a recording later. Okay. Yeah, this okay. call-in number, thanks Thanks for calling. Uh, okay. This call-in I, number, 414-395-2442, is really only a call-in for questions or comments uh, on the radio program. If you can't hear the program, the station records it, and uh, makes it available, and eventually, uh, somewhere down the road, we'll make it available too. But uh, uh, station has first dibs on this recording, uh, so you can listen to it that way. Um, anyway, uh, w- the theme of the show is uh, networking for life, 
And the best way to network for life is to network so that you give life to others because that's how you get life more abundant, by giving up your life. Well, God doesn't want you to throw yourself on a sacrificial fire and give up your life entirely in an instant. Uh, he wants you to give up your life one day at a time, a portion of your life given up one day at a time to help others. I know a fellow who thought he was free, and he he was actually living in his mom one of his mom's extra homes, and he scrounged up a little money here and there, but he didn't work for a living. And he said it was because he didn't have a social security number and he couldn't get a job. And I said, well, you need to do something for somebody else besides yourself. <laughs> he was not very good at that. He he wouldn't even take out help his old lady neighbor take out her garbage. Uh, but he was this free man. And uh, I really have lost patience for that kind of freedom. <laughs> it's just sloth. It's not what Christ was really all about. And it's not what we should be about. We should be about helping one another, serving one another, taking care of one another. And I want to associate and network and work with other people that want to do that. So if you want to impress me, show me what you can do for the kingdom. Show me what you can do for others. And I tell you, it will begin to pay off in your life. Because now you're operating on this faith, casting your bread upon the waters. So there's several things that we could do. Join the Living Network, form congregations of records so we don't lose track of you. The question one individual had was uh, about if you become a contact minister and you want this information about the people elected you, what, what kind of information are you looking for? Well, it's just like a friend. Uh, it's just like a date. I mean, you want a phone number. So you can call them. Then you call them and you check on them. Everything okay? What's happening? How are things with you? Uh, that's a start. Eventually you get down to the point where you are a congregation of record linked together with hundreds of other congregations of record, which is thousands and tens of thousands of people. We are a long ways away from that, and we are not going to get to that with apathy. We are not going to get to that by catering to sloth. We are not going to get to that by catering to selfishness. There's a group called uh, Libertopia, and... Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who made the original audios. He was a physicist, I believe. Galumbo. Uh, I'm terrible at names. But anyway, and it's promoted. And, and they uh, they actually asked uh, Craig to be uh, at their Libertopia uh, gathering, which is once a year, I think, somewhere. And they have a lot of good concepts in this, and I tried to open up a little bit of a dialogue with uh, one of their promoters who promotes this 50 tape or DVD set. Uh, we promote 50 of them uh, or more, but you can get ours for free. There's going to cost you money. You can download ours on the net for free and make copies all you want. But uh, uh, I asked them, what is it that binds the society of your Libertopia together? And their response was reason and self-interest. 
And I wrote him back asking him a question about that. But uh, self-interest is what binds all governments together. People join governments or are forced to join governments because of self-interest. You see the devil in the Garden of Paradise there talking to Eve because of self-interest. Eve decides to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because of self-interest. Uh, Adam does the same because of self-interest. Uh, self-sacrifice needs to be a key element to counterbalance self-interest. Self-interest is very important. But it needs to be counterbalanced. This is why Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself. Loving yourself, that's self-interest. Loving your neighbor, that's selfless interest. If you don't care about your neighbor's rights as much as you care about your own, you cannot live in a free society. So there is that balance of self-interest. That's reasonable to me. So therefore, his statement that reason and self-interest is what binds them together is true from a certain point of view, but it is also false. Because if you don't have the balance of selfless interest to balance against that self-interest, then you will rationalize socialism, communism, totalitarianism. Well, we had to do it because... You know, I always remember a fellow who evidently had murdered several people in his life. Uh, probably, uh, actually killed his brother at a very early age, and this set him on this pattern. Uh, he uh, broke into a motel room, beat the husband unconscious, pistol whipping him, and then began to kidnap his wife and steal his car in order to get away. And uh, the guy came to and came out to save his wife and grabbed a gun to stop him from taking his wife away. And the murderer shot him and killed him. And later on, when he was being interviewed by the police officer, saying, well, you know, did you shoot him? And he said, yeah, I had to shoot him. He was trying to kill me. And he says, but you had beat him unconsciousness robbed him and was kidnapping his wife at gunpoint yeah but I had to shoot him because he was trying to he was trying to kill me but he could not see the fact that this guy was defending his wife and saving you know by stopping this guy he could only see his self-interest he couldn't see his neighbor's self-interest of saving his wife from somebody who had just pistol-whipped him and was probably going to do harm to his wife, he couldn't see his interest. He could only see his self-interest. He had to murder the guy. You know, he actually shot the guy point-blank after the guy was wounded uh, because he was moving from self-interest. And this is the problem in America today. This is the problem in the world today. This is the power the New World Order is depending upon. Your self-interest. Your desire for self-preservation. Because they're going to make your desire for self-preservation 
betray your neighbor, betray your community, betray freedom in the world so that they can hold you under their authority. All you have to do is let go of self-interest and balance it with interest in others. Therefore, you are spiritually constipated because of your self-interest. And you need to change that flow of life from outside in, from inside out. You need to change that by starting to care about others. Joining the network not because you want to save yourself, but because you want to start thinking about others and balance that self-interest with uh, a mutual love for one another. So, anyway, uh, I guess I was getting a little too close to my mic. I get excited when I preach the kingdom. <laughs> so, anyway, we're, we're uh, almost done with the second hour of our show. And I don't know how many different ways that I can say it. If you're not willing to give up your life for others, you will not have life more abundant. This is what Christ is telling you. He's telling you the keys to the kingdom. The keys to freedom under God. The keys to being a part of the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's the right to be ruled by God. Not to be ruled by other men. And you do not have that right unless you take back the responsibility of ruling over your own self-interest by becoming a loving, charitable seeker of the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God who came to save others, even the world. God so loved the world and the world was the constitutional order or system of government of men. He loved the people in it so much that he was willing to give up his own son that they might be saved. And that's what you need to have that same spirit in you so that Christ can live in you, so that you can have life more abundant. Because if you're moved by your own self-interest alone, you will be brought back into bondage. You will be subject to death in many ways, on many levels. And you will not be a free soul under God. And you will go under other gods. And you will be seduced by them and fooled by them. And uh, you will be dragged off into wasting what little time you have left. Pursuing gurus that do not really love you. That are actually motivated out of their own self-interest. Because they want your money. I want you and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children to be saved in the salvation of the kingdom of God at hand and I'm willing to give up a great deal of my time and energy to get this message out as uh, we were talking someone I was actually on the Carolina group I think who said he had heard me on the whirlwind tour and he says Gregory's not a powerful speaker but he has a powerful message <laughs> and I thought and, and he went on to explain why he said that. And I wanted to go back. What do you mean I'm not a powerful speaker? <laughs> Let's go back to that. <laughs> uh, 
I may not be a powerful speaker. I, I you know, and 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 the fact is, is I'm, you know, Moses was slow of speech. Uh, I think I am kind of a, you know, overbearing powerful speaker to some degree, but I'm not, I'm not a mesmerizing speaker, like uh, Obama, who will talk to you as if he's got something to say. And I, I don't know. I have to work on my Obama imitation. Uh, but uh, I noticed that the head of the uh, leading the forefront of the uh, Tea Party people, he was speaking uh, during this old debate over the budget. And he has the same speech pattern as Obama when he speaks about these things and talks to you. And somehow there's kind of a rhythm to their speech that is mesmerizing and it evidently is very effective well we do have a caller uh caller do you have a question oh hi <laughs> this is claude <clears throat> no um i lost all uh, the chat room connection okay and uh, maybe if you want some uh, questions you might want to uh, give the phone number out again i don't know if everybody has it Okay, well the the they only one person can call in at a time, so you're on the on the line. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back off, but I I did I did lose blog talk before the after I got on. Okay, <laughs> uh, there, so just letting you know. Okay, uh, let me ask you a question, Claude. Now you're up in uh, Vermont area. That, that's correct. Uh, how'd you weather with uh, Irene? Well, we weathered pretty good uh, as individually here in the area we're at. Uh, however, in the same uh, community, they had some washouts. But further north, I'm in the southern part. Further north, they really got uh, a big mess. Bridges right. Yeah, I heard things. Um, uh, the so. I mentioned the fact that you're in Vermont so that if there are other listeners, we have people all over the country and they're looking for other souls. And I know Claude is. Uh, and I haven't ever really hardly talked to you very much, but uh, uh, the the fact is we got people in Vermont and people in New York and Massachusetts. And uh, I can't even think of all the places that we have uh, people. Uh and I know there are other people out there. I know there are people out there that will see the wisdom, the rationale of what we're preaching. They simply have to know that they have to make those connections. And uh, one of the announcements I was going to make is that we're working, Paul Bethke uh, is working on this uh, uh, database so that we can help the PCMs keep track of who they've picked and who's picked them and uh, network in a secure environment uh, so that we can expand that. Internet is not totally reliable. We have to eventually create a network that's not dependent even on uh, the Internet, even on phone calls. And the only way to do that is to find more and more people in our local areas who understand that we're the government and we not can't not depend upon anybody else if we want to be a free government. And we have to gather together with those other souls who are free. So anyway, uh, 
Hopefully there's some people in Vermont listening to the show or eventually will, and they'll join the network and meet Claude because <laughs> he's dying to meet more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Claude. You bet. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Anyway, the number is 414-395-2442 for calling in with questions or comments. Uh, anyway, the uh, this idea of trust uh, is essential. Someone was... Uh, another recording that somebody had me uh, go listen to was talking about trust. Uh, first trust began in 1302 or something. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, there's been trusts around uh, since the beginning of time. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah used the system of trusts. Uh, trusts can be used for good things or they can be used for bad things. And like I said, that Abraham's altars were sacred purpose trusts. That's what he was setting up. And uh, it required ministers, men of service, who would manage them and receive those contributions as burnt offerings, as completely given up, to redistribute amongst their needy. And this created the bonds of love and caring amongst society and made it stronger and stronger and stronger so that when there was an actual foe or disaster or whatever, they were able to come to each other's needs in a moment's notice. This required, This is what made America great, this Minutemen for Righteousness. And they would come there not because they want to throw off an evil dictator, but because they didn't want to be a dictator. They wanted to live by faith, hope, and charity. They wanted to love their neighbor. If you do that, you will have miraculous powers at your disposal. And you will not need to get emotionally charged to have them. You will be the little engine that could. You will be chugging away in the direction of the kingdom with every breath you take, every choice you make. And you will be creating real bonds of love amongst real people of Christ. And you will be a peculiar people with a citizenship in heaven as citizenship in the kingdom of God. And when the unrighteous mammon faileth, you will have a more righteous habitation in the hearts and minds of those people who have also taken up the plow and begin that journey. We've had people that have joined on with us and then kind of petered out because they were looking for excitement and fanfare. Uh... You do not want excitement and fanfare. You want steady as she goes. You want uh, to be like the sailor on the high seas that rolls over the waves and is guided by the wind and the currents of wisdom and righteousness and not by tossed and turned by every wave that comes through society. Well, we're coming to an end of another show. Do you know any announcements that you could make? I'm about to lose my voice in here. <laughs> well, we met him at the, the half point about the retreat and uh, about the chat room, which still isn't working, and about <laughs> the, <laughs> the call-in numbers. So uh, unless you want to repeat the bit about the retreats happening. Right. Uh, there's a retreat in the Midwest. I don't have the details, but you can find out on the Living Network. Uh, I want to encourage those guys who are listening. 
Let's uh, work on the wiki pages at preparingyou.com so that we can have you guys putting in the details and information, and then we will simply link to that from the main site, and then that will save a huge amount of programming. I wanted to thank uh, uh, our people in Australia, like uh, uh, Mark, who helped me edit those, and Paul even, who helped me edit some of the uh, errors in our uh, trust pages. Understanding trust is very important uh, to understanding what the church really is. And uh, then we'll take it to uh, step by step uh, in the direction uh, of the kingdom. If you want to donate, you can donate on the web. You can donate to us at His Holy Church. Uh, just that, uh, donate to His Church at uh, uh, Summer Lake. There's a P.O. Box 10. The zip code is 97640, which I guess they'll probably play those recordings at the end of the show. But uh, the important thing is to start making local contacts. I can't help everybody all the way across the nation, but you have to start building those local contacts. If we get the resources to go out on bigger radio, we will find you more local contacts and put them into connection with you through this new system that we're putting together. And so there's lots of work to be done. The more you help, the lighter the load is for us. Uh, the more you work together, the better off we will all be because working together or failing to know how to work together is what has brought the world back into the bondage of Egypt. Till then, may peace be upon your house and may God be with you. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.